You are listening to The Secrets of Middle-Earth on sqpn.com. The battle for Middle-Earth is about to begin. Where do you travel to find Middle-Earth? How can you fight the shadows of Angmar? created the dwarves. I thought I'd die fighting side by side with an elf. Why are elves immortal? You will linger on in darkness and in doubt. It's nightfall in winter that comes without a star. What is the ultimate evil of Sauron? Join me on a quest for answers through the books, the movies, and the games that tell us the legendary adventures of hobbits, dwarves, men, and elves in Tolkien's Middle-earth. Hello and welcome back to Middle-earth. We are in the Misty Mountains. That's where we left you in our last episode. And I traveled back by horse to... uh, the southwestern part of the Misty Mountains. This is uh, the safest spot for me to be right now. Uh, Up north, especially if you approach the northern pass, it gets very dangerous. There are uh, rumors of even dragons walking around there. Uh, There are definitely lots of goblins, very aggressive wargs, and we might encounter them later on, but for the beginning of this episode, I wanted to be in uh, a somewhat quiet place because I want to introduce you to our panel members without getting attacked or killed. <laughs> so today, uh, to travel with me in Middle-earth, we've got um, Laura. Good uh, good day. Good evening, Father. Looks yeah, a little dark where you it are. It is very dark right here. Um, and also joining us is Dave. Yo. <laughs> Great to have you on board as well. And also joining us from uh, the Netherlands, Inge. Hello. And we are heading towards uh, the northern uh, part. <laughs> I just said that it was dangerous there, but we have to explore that part of uh, Middle Earth or of the Misty Mountains. And so let me call my horse and jump on it. And here we go. It's in the middle of the night, as you can tell from the the sounds. It's fortunately not snowing. It is very cold. Uh, and I have to tell you, it is very difficult to navigate the Misty Mountains in the middle of the night. I understand why the hobbits just crawl into a cave and wait for for, for, for break, for, uh, for dawn. Because in the dark, especially if you are uh, driving through the forests, the mountains and the trees, they all look the same, and so you get disoriented very quickly. Not to mention the fact that in, uh, in the middle of the night, there is much more danger. There are different creatures roaming around. So I'm now... Um, I, I just went through a small pass, and I'm entering the Brunen source, the northern part of the Brunen source. Um, tall mountains, dark mountains looming in the distance, but I'm actually on a on a very wide open field of snow, and uh, this the place seems to be populated by these snow trolls, 
that were attacking us uh, last time as well. For now, they, uh, they don't seem to be aware of my presence because with my horse I try to navigate uh, in a way that I avoid them. One thing that strikes me is that the place is also crawling with these big lizards and there is one of these lizards right here in, in front of me and uh, these lizards um, can be, I'm actually gonna just kill one here because he is right where I want to go they attack with their tails they, they use their tails almost as a whip and they can be very lethal, uh, um, especially in, uh, when, you, when you go to uh, the more uh, dangerous parts of the Misty Mountains. They can actually be extremely dangerous and they would even kill an experienced warrior uh, like I am here. Um, the presence of these big lizards um, could indicate that there are dragons in, in, in the neighborhood. Uh, this is Kind of what, you know, the dragons seem to attract these these bigger lizards, or they actually might be related. I don't know if these lizards might uh, grow to be dragons later on, um, but it's definitely the kind of slimy company of bigger dragons. And that shouldn't surprise us, because where I'm heading right now, up north here in the Misty Mountains, um, the presence of dragons has always been uh, a constant in, in the history of Middle Earth. Um, I am still riding up this mountain, and it's it's, it's a very steep uh, slope. I'm trying to avoid one of these other snow trolls, um, and uh, I've actually reached the the top of the the mountain, and I'm here in an area. Uh, that has uh, some constructions on my left and on my right. Um, there are some stone constructions um, and a, a, a path that is circling and, and winding up the mountain here. Uh, I can see some fires and some some humans as well. Uh, there are some hillmen uh, that are roaming uh, this part of the of the mountain and uh, these hillmen actually are part of, of certain tribes that were uh, conspiring with the forces of evil in the past. Um, they seem to be uh, pretty uh, harmless uh, because, uh, well, I'm, I'm perhaps a little bit... Oops, well, just as I said that, <laughs> I think I, I anger two of them. <laughs> There's this one guy, uh, one of these hillmen is attacking me with his uh, bow and arrow. Oh boy. These guys should do some anger management, because really. Holy moly. This one is regenerating. Look at that. He's so strong that he's actually uh, gaining... And he's trying to... He's trying to kill me with his axe. And his axe has been dripped in poison. Uh, and so I'm, I'm not feeling too well. <laughs> There's this green haze around my head indicating that I uh, contracted an, uh, an illness. 
So uh, not very good stuff. But these these hillmen actually have a very ancient uh, history. Um, they used to uh, live in the Misty Mountains uh, and were part of a kingdom called Rudaur. Um, and this was part of the kingdom of Arnor. Now, the, uh, uh, the, the, this area, the kingdom of Rudar, uh, betrayed the sister kingdoms and joined with Angmar in wars against other fractions of Arnor. Um, when Angmar's army suffered defeat at the end of the, those wars, uh, the Rudar's hillmen tribes uh, scattered all, all over the Misty Mountains, or all over, the, or all over Middle Earth. And one of these tribes went to the Misty Mountains they try to get over the high pass, which is located east of where I am currently uh, running around. Um, and they wanted to settle in the east, but it, it, and, and this is something that I've experienced uh, in the past as well when I was traveling to the Northern Pass. You, you often get surprised by heavy snowstorms and especially in the middle of the night, it's almost impossible to, to find uh, your way across the pass. It's, it's, it's very difficult to navigate. And so they were blocked and became lost in a remote valley and that is where we are currently. Um, now they discovered, these hillmen discovered uh, the Bitter Stair. That is, that is the name of this, uh, this road that is, you know, uh, winding up the, the mountain. And it will lead to the top of this mountain to a place called Heligrod. And uh, that's where I'm going to try to go now. So let's go up the mountain uh, on these Bitter Stairs. And uh, here's another fire made by these hillmen. I guess the fact that I just killed four of them uh, made them so scared that they uh, leave me alone right now. I'm still walking up the mountain. I'm not on my horse anymore. Um, and in the distance, I can see a very impressive gate. Um, it's uh, it's it's uh, the contrast with the dark sky above it is impressive. There are statues on on what looks like a, a huge dwarven construction. I can tell from the architecture; it's all very square and rugged. Uh, that it's been built by the dwarves uh, a long, long time ago. And on top of this, of this. Uh, construction there are three big statues of dwarves carrying um, bowls with uh, with burning oil and that's actually the the fire on top of these statues is illuminating the landscape and and gives this place a, a very eerie a very menacing look now this place is called Heligrod and uh, Heligrod itself is is much older than the hillmen. Um, it was it, it used to be a dwarf hold in the Misty Mountains, but and this is where uh, we get an explanation for the presence of all these lizards uh, a, a bit downhill. Um, there once was a, a huge dragon that actually conquered uh, Heligrod, and uh, let me see. The, um, the information about this. The, uh, the dragon, if I'm correct, the dragon Thoroth uh, conquered Halagrod um, and made it 
in uh, turn it into his lair, and then the the dwarfs try to conquer. Uh, the, the, they fought this big war. They try to uh, go up the bitter stair, and uh, and fight um, the hillmen and uh, you know all the the forces of evil that were uh, conspiring <laughs> with the big dragon, and and they try to reconquer. Um, the uh, Helagrot, uh, but but they had massive losses, and so they managed to get into Helagrot, but they suffered so many losses that they couldn't um, they couldn't really take hold of the place, and they had to retreat. And so it is said that the dragon is still there; that somewhere in the depths of Helagrot, uh, the dragon is still hiding. And so I'm just going to enter the main entrance of uh, Helagrod and, and, and right here beside the big entrance I can see uh, uh, carved images or actually re- reliefs of what looks like a huge dragon and its tail on the right side. I, I can't really see the, the entire picture because it's partly covered, partially covered in snow um, but I'm just gonna step inside and see what happens. Helagrod, once a dwarf hold in the Misty Mountains until the coming of a great dragon. Though the dragon has long since perished, and the ice of many long winters has engulfed the ruins, rumors out of the north speak of a terrible shadow returning to the frozen halls. Mm, there are actually rumors of the of the shadow of Thorog. So some other dragon, uh, or perhaps Thorog didn't really die and he's still around uh, spending his time here. I am currently, again, I passed this big uh, doorway, this this archway, and it's it started to snow and I'm looking at a valley full of pine trees and rocks. And just in the distance, I can see the contour of what looks like a fortress and I'm uh, I'm trying to get a little bit closer it's actually quite light in here which is surprising because it's still in early morning it must be like four o'clock in the morning on my right side the uh, the uh, there is a, a, a another valley and if I walk across this uh, this big rock here I'm trying to look up and, and, and see what's there. There's definitely another big castle-like structure there in the distance with some stairs, but the entrance here is kept by... What are these? Um, I don't dare to go too close because... <gasps> oh my goodness, these are... I think these are orcs. Deadly Kayarn. These are called... or Oh yeah, they're, they're definitely uh, big... Uh, uh, elite master orcs that are guarding the entrance and they're even stationed on top of this uh, wooden construction this wooden fence here Um, so this is definitely the end of the line there is no way that I will be able to cross this uh, this area without the help of of a fellowship so this is way too uh, too dangerous, too perilous for uh, just one warrior alone (laughs) So, and I, I, in a way, I'm, I'm glad because I don't think I would be able to face a dragon just by myself. Uh, so, since I'm here anyway, and, and uh, these, these orcs seem to, seem to leave me alone, 
let's discuss a bit the, these dragons in the Misty Mountains and and uh, dragons in general in uh, in 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 Middle Earth. Uh, Dave, uh, can can you can you tell me a little bit about uh, dragons in um, perhaps even in the earlier days of Middle Earth, uh, the ancient history that we uh, hear about in the Silmarillion? Sure, why not? Um, they. Uh Dragons were created by Morgoth, the sort of the great enemy who we've spoken about before. Um, and uh, he sort of worked on them in his um, secret lair, Thangaradrum. And um, they were uh, the, the very first one, the father of the dragons that, that sort of um, issued forth in... Laura can correct me if I'm wrong, but I believe it was Dagor, Dagor Bregolok, which is the the Battle of Sudden Flame, and uh, this was um, Glaurung, and he was the very first one, and he um, he's different from Smog and some of the later dragons, and that he um, he didn't fly, but he did have many of the characteristics that were common of that we see, you know, well actually we don't see a lot of dragons, we mostly see Smog, and and then there's Glaurung in the Silmarillion, mm -hmm. but um, the sort of common features are, you know, in addition to sort of the typical dragon physical features, these dragons are very smart and clever. They typically, it's very dangerous to talk to them because they have a, they don't hypnotize or mesmerize you, but they're very, very smart and very tricky and they're they're good at sort of charming you or, or tricking you and that kind of stuff. Interesting. Um, so they're very so, intelligent yeah. creatures, uh, which, which yes. distinguishes them from the lizards that we encountered downhill because those lizards, uh, they're very vicious, but not very intelligent. <laughs> right. Yes, the dragons are extremely smart. In fact, they're they're sort of the 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 the, the biggest weapon of uh, Morgoth. Um, and uh, and um, and and if if uh, Bilbo working with the you know the dwarves and the um, the men of um, Lake Town hadn't destroyed Smog, if Smog had sort of joined forces with Sauron in the the you know the War of the Ring, that would have been devastating. They're pretty powerful. Were these these dragons all over the place in Middle Earth, or are there regions where they uh, where, where they tend to uh, hang out more? I've, I noticed that they are. I I came across a number of dragons, mostly in, in either in in huge caves, but mostly in mountainous areas. They seem to prefer the mountains. I mean, I, I've never seen a dragon in 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 uh, let's say the Shire or uh, around Bree Town. <laughs> Thank God. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, the mountains uh, or the, uh, the the dragons tend to be in the northern mountains too. They tend to be more in the um, the northern misty mountains and and those areas. And that's where they were created because that's where um, that's where the old fortress of uh, Morgoth's old fortress was, where he had created them. So they tended to settle in those more northerly areas. I mean, they're even further north than that, typically, right? Like the Iron Hills and and even north. The Iron of that, Hills, yeah. Sort of the waste. Mm -hmm. I mean, we don't, we really don't see a lot of them in the in the the, the books. Um, they're sort of hinted at, and they're on the periphery. Um, so the only uh, dragon that we really meet in, um, uh, well, let's say in the in the Third Age, is is Smog, right? Yeah, there's mention of one in the in the appendices to the Return of the King. There's mention of a dragon named Skatha, who was killed by um, shoot one of the one of the Rohirrim. Um, but there, yeah, those are Smog's really the only one we ever get to know. Interesting, and and, and, and Smog. Quite frankly, that's yeah. enough because he's pretty frightening. <laughs> he definitely was. 
fortunately, uh, Bilbo uh, managed to get out alive without getting killed. <laughs> that would have been the end of and it. And I, I think there's mention of other dragons, but they're not as powerful as Smog. It's interesting so, to see that that indeed these dragons can be are there are different types of dragons, uh, different abilities, diff- different a- different ages as well. I don't know how old these dragons can become, but I I think very old, especially if you if you consider that uh, there are now rumors that in this part here in. Uh, uh, in, in this valley below me, uh, this this dragon might still be there. We're, we're talking century centuries old dragons. So no wonder that they learn over time and they get smarter and smarter. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't think the dragons ever died of old age. I think they always ended up getting slain by some great hero or other. Hmm. <laughs> Which is, I think, also <laughs> symbolic. <laughs> it's uh, evil itself is always around, unless you unless you defeat it, right? <laughs> right, and exactly. even then, it typically returns. Uh, yes, yeah. Well, that's the idea with the um, in in mythology with the, the dragon with the, the multiple heads, right? I don't think that dragons in um, in Middle Earth have multiple heads, but in fairy tales, they definitely have. And if you if you cut down if you cut off one of the heads, it usually grows two. Uh, and so that's also kind of the, the idea of, of evil always popping up. As soon as you uh, manage to get rid of it in one place, it will get back in another place. The other interesting thing about dragons, they always have a weak spot. You know, mm-hmm. Smog had that one spot where his scales didn't exactly cover uh, his, uh, his chest. Mm-hmm. And that's where uh, Dale was able to... to um, or I've, I've forgotten the name of the of the person who shoots them, but they it's, were uh, able to shoot an arrow exactly Bard, in the right spot. It's Bard of Dale, yeah. Mm-hmm. It's Bard the Bowman, Bard the Bowman, I believe. So they always have this one weak spot where you can get them. You just have to find out what it is. Which is also um, uh, highly symbolic in a way uh, <laughs> that even though evil seems to be. Uh, all powerful and 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 sometimes impossible to defeat. There there is always the Achilles heel. Uh, you know, there's always the weak spot. So it it can be uh, overcome. You you can defeat the dragon. You can defeat evil. But you have to you have to know you have to be very smart. You have to know how to defeat it. And uh, it's well, not you gonna, know, it's not what's be interesting is that, uh, Tolkien talks about in his letters that, tip, that that not only does evil typically have a weakness, but often the weakness sort of it's self-induced. In other words, that evil is self-defeating. Um, um, you know, in, in in this case, smog. You know, dragons typically are soft on their underbelly, and smog took measures to cover his underbelly with um, jewels and diamonds to help protect himself. But mm-hmm. he, you know, he didn't finish the job. He left a few spots open, and that's where they shot him. And this is true of Sauron too. That ultimately he was defeated by the fact that he just, until the last second, never conceived of the fact that somebody might actually want to destroy his ring. And so, even though he was all-powerful and all-knowing in a lot of ways and very, very smart. He just, you know, his sort of pride and his his fixation with power was his undoing because he just couldn't, he didn't see where his true danger came from. 
So with that uh, background information about uh, the dragons in Middle Earth, I am going to leave uh, this place because it's it's frankly it's still dangerous. I'm still afraid that uh, I will get surprised by uh, perhaps the dragon himself or by one of his minions here. It's 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 interesting to see that uh, evil seems to attract evil, and the dragon is surrounded by orcs and by uh, other nasty creatures. So I walked through the big gate again. If I look back over my shoulder, I can still see the imposing statues of the dwarves with their uh, with the, the, the flaming oil. Um, but it's it's fortunately getting a little bit lighter. I think that uh, uh, dawn is upon us, uh, which is uh, very good because we have to travel uh, downhill again, and and then I want to go at least a little bit in the direction of the northern pass. And uh, it's much safer to go there uh, in daylight than it is uh, in the middle of the night. So I'm going to call my horse again, and uh, then we're off and away. There we go. Going downhill and uh, trying to find my way back to uh, the entrance of the Northern Pass. Um, Inge, yes. Can you tell me a little bit about, uh, let's say, dragons in uh, in in general in in mythology? Because of course, uh, Tolkien uh, didn't didn't invent the whole concept of dragons. This is something that you can find in uh, Norse mythology and in fairy tales. Can you give us some general information about that? Yeah, uh, Tolkien uh, wrote something about uh, yeah all, all of those dragons. I can quote him. He sure. says, and dragons, real dragons, essential both to the machinery and to the ideas of a poem or tale, are actually rare. In northern literature, there are only two that are signific- significant. If you omit them from uh, consideration the vast and vague encircle of the world, that's uh, Midgard's armor, the doom of great gods, and no matter for heroes, we have but the dragon of the Volsungs, uh, Fafnir and Beowulf's bane. So he, uh, he was uh, particularly fond of the... Yeah, the dragon Fafnir in, um, in, in Nordic in literature and, and Beowulf, uh, the dragon in Beowulf. And, and if you look at the dragon in Beowulf, for example, it's, um, it's, it's, it's hoarding a, a big pile of gold. And the gold is, uh, is, is yeah, uh, yeah. Brings, uh, bad luck and stuff. So that's also what you see in, in for example, Smut Smog. He's also sitting on a pile Exactly. Of gold. I mean, that, that's the, the, one of the characteristics of, uh, of the dragons in Middle-earth is that they seem to hoard treasure. They, they love gold. And I always wonder, you know, so uh, what are they going to do with that gold? You know, go to the supermarket and buy, buy stuff, you know? Are they going to the market in the Shire and get some food? It's like, why would dragons hoard gold? Or is that perhaps something that is similar to some of the birds that just like shiny stuff? And, and I don't. I don't know. Maybe it's also uh, a way to display that the greed, because the other the other dragon that talking talks about uh, Fafnir, mm-hmm. that's in the Volsung saga, and um, that was um, a person. What, what saga? Was very is, what saga is that? Vols, vol, the Volsung saga. That's one of the old Nordic mythologies. Oh, okay. And um, that person, uh, yeah, was turned into a dragon um, because of the punishment of his, uh, his greed. He was a, a dwarf, or. Uh, his, his father was a dwarf, and he, he was turned into a dragon. He also was, uh, yeah, um, sitting on a on a hoard of, of treasure. Uh. Interesting. By the way, uh, you just heard uh, one of the <laughs> snow orcs 
burping <laughs> when I pass by. These snow orcs really have uh, very uh, impolite sounds. Um, so uh, that wasn't that wasn't Inge. <laughs> that was a snow orc <laughs> or snow troll. Actually, <laughs> I just want to make sure that people know that you know. <laughs> So yeah. actually, I, and, yeah. and while you were talking, I was so uh, I was uh, trying to concentrate on what you were saying, but um, I missed actually the entrance to the northern pass. It's it's a small okay. passage, uh, so I had to uh, go back and follow my traces. Um, and and oh, I'm so glad that uh, it's now. Let's see what time it is. It's about uh, it's dawn. It's it's uh, very early. It's like five or six o'clock in the morning. So we finally have some some daylight here. Um, and this place seems to be slightly uh, less populated with uh, lizards and the nasty stuff. However, I do spot another one of my enemies and I'm just going to uh, step off my horse here because if they attack me I want to be in full swing. Um, right over there in the distance I can see actually <laughs> That's this is stuff of the of my nightmares. There is this wolf-like creature called a warg, and uh, and he's standing right in in between me and another very dangerous place, which is a settlement built by uh, by goblins, and I can see them walking around in the early morning, probably gathering wood for their fires. And so let's let's talk about these wargs for first, uh, Laura. What are these creatures? Well, wargs are basically wolves that have that are under the influence of Sauron. Tolkien makes the distinguish or distinguishes between regular wolves, who are just animals, and uh, wargs who have this evil intention um. behind them. And you you would typically only find wargs east of the Misty Mountains or in the Misty Mountains themselves. And they, and they do uh, collaborate with the, with the goblins and the orcs. So that's so. probably why they, <laughs> why they are walking around this camp of, the, of, of goblins. And one of the other things that I notice is I'm walking up to one of these wargs and try, I hope he's not going to attack me. He, his head definitely looks like a wolf, but the rest of his body is just huge. He's got these great muscles and everything. It, it's like twice the size of a regular wolf. And, so, and do you hear him? Like he was like growling in the background. And so mm -hmm. his alliance or the alliance of these creatures with evil um, is also um, influencing even their physical appearance. Something that we often see in Middle Earth is that the more you are... Uh, dealing with uh, with evil, uh, the uglier you look. <laughs> and well, so, and I think one of the one of the distinguishing features of the wargs is the fact that they typically have the power of speech. So you see that in the Hobbit, and I think they're connected to in in the Silmarillion. There are werewolves. They refer to them mm. as werewolves, and that werewolves are not in the not in the sort of classic or I don't know if this is even the classic sense, but not in the popular culture sense. You know, people that transform or anything, but rather they're just big monstrous wolves that may be inhabited by fell spirits, but they have typically have the power of speech and they have, you know, reason and they have evil intentions, much like the wargs. And so I think that's sort of the distinguishing feature between wargs and natural wolves, you might say. 
that's interesting. I didn't know that they had the power of speech. This one, this Vork here right in front of me, uh, definitely doesn't speak to me. I can hear his uh, uh, his heavy breathing in the cold air of the morning. And uh, you know what? I'm just going to get rid of this Vork. I don't like these evil creatures. Oh, that doesn't... He's probably trying to say something, but <laughs> he's not using my language. Oh, boy. Now that is scary. <laughs> okay, I think I killed him. <laughs> the, um, uh, the other wargs are, uh, are all circling around this uh, goblin camp here. Now, are goblins the same as orcs? Uh, they, they definitely look nasty and, and evil and, and ugly. Um, but was there, was there a difference between orcs and, um, and goblins? Well, the, uh, the terms are more or less interchangeable. Uh, orc is an elvish word for, uh-huh. uh, for goblins, basically. Oh, but, okay. uh, they're... There's a there's a bit of a debate. There could be a little bit of a, a distinguished distinguishing characteristics that the the goblins are more in the misty mountains and more towards the north, and the orcs are more to the south. And um, I know I think in um, in the movie especially the goblins were smaller than the orcs, so maybe kind of different races. But I don't think Tolkien really meant them to be. They're they're pretty much the same word just. Goblin was the right. common speech, and orc was more of an elvish word. And Dave might be able to elaborate on that a little bit. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I, I, I sort of the way I interpret it is that there, there are varieties of orcs, the same way there are varieties of the children of Iluvatar. There's men and many different kinds of men, and elves and many different yeah. kinds of elves. And, and since the orcs are sort of the the corruption of the children of Luvatar, there's a variety of them. And then, you know, since Tolkien's such a linguistic guy, it's not surprising that sort of different groups of people will have different names and apply those names in sort of maybe even a geographically distributed way. So I think it's not clear that you can, you know, I, I think in execution, both in the movie and in the game to a degree, there there's sort of a tendency to to try and delineate mm-hmm. um, but I think in the books that that's that it's really more of a you know different groups of people call different groups of orcs different things mm-hmm. and Goblin has yeah. more of a childish sound than orc <laughs> it, yeah. it does it's, uh, whereas these these guys can be really uh, aggressive and, and dangerous and I'm actually I'm walking on a frozen river here uh, the place is infested with uh, with wargs also the goblins seem to uh, keep these wargs as pets, <laughs> and I'm I'm following this uh, this nasty-looking uh, goblin, uh, green skin, pointed ears, uh, pretty expensive dental uh, insurance, without a doubt, <laughs> and I'm I'm following them up the mountain. There's a path here, um, and here's a fellow uh, knight. Uh, fighting some of these these goblins or orcs, and I think I'm actually approaching one of their camps here. Uh, yeah, this is definitely the entrance to uh, to. I, I can see a small settlement and some tents, uh, but most of the 
goblins seem to be gone. Or wait a second, now I know why the place is so <laughs> is so quiet. There are actually corpses of uh, of goblins of orcs uh, straying around the snowy landscape. So I I think that uh, my fellow uh, knight here has. Uh, done some cleaning up here, which uh, makes the area a lot safer for me. <laughs> so that's good. Um, I'm gonna uh, call my horse one last time um, and uh, we are going to uh, try to find the entrance to uh, to the high pass, to the, uh, the the northern high pass. I'm currently in the eastern Brunnen source and uh, now this, I told you this place was difficult to navigate during the night um, it's actually uh, just as difficult during daytime um, I remember that I was here before I tried to uh, to get to the pass and then I, I, I just got stuck in all these goblin settlements so what I'm gonna try to do is um, there's this frozen lake here uh, the frozen river crossing that with my horse and I'm going first a bit to the north and I think I see the vague traces of a path here on the right. I'm passing a lot of these snow wards and there are some snow mantles as well, which are these huge... Huh, I don't know exactly what it is, but it looks like a cross between an elephant and, a, and an ox. Uh, these creatures are usually um, very shy and not very dangerous, but if you attack them, they are extremely fierce and very dangerous and they can kill you in, in just a few minutes. Um, so as you can understand, I have no ambition of, uh, of attacking them. I'm now riding my horse up the mountain to see if from this point of view, from this high point of view, I can tell, uh, I can see the, uh, the small passageway that will lead to the northern pass, but... Uh, the mountains on the left are blocking my vision, so I can, my view, so I can't really tell if this is where I should go. I remember from the last time that I tried to find the 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 passage that I got lost like multiple times, but I I think I just found it. Or did I? Uh, actually, I didn't. Oh wait, there's a path here. Yeah, I think this is it. Um, this is actually a place uh, where you can get lost very easily and um, wasn't Frodo also in this area at one point uh, with the fellowship and and didn't he uh, did he I think he at one point he even uh, tried to avoid the northern area of the Misty Mountains because it was just too dangerous even for the for a full fellowship wasn't that near the kind of cross? I don't know. There was this one scene in in um, where they get stuck in this uh, snowstorm, um, and 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 uh, the I think that uh, uh, the forces of Angmar were actually uh, causing that snowstorm partially. Is that correct? Uh, well, they were down. In, uh, go ahead, Dave. Oh no, you go ahead. Okay. They were down by Karadharas, uh, which is further south towards Moria. Mm -hmm. I think they had discussed going um, 
going this way, but they thought it would be too dangerous to go through the, the northern Misty Mountains. Right. They thought that uh, the southern Misty Mountains would be a better place to cross. But um, it, And it's not entirely clear, but as they're trying to cross, a giant blizzard comes along and basically blocks their path. And, oh, wow. and um, something is sort of throwing rocks at them, too, whether it's stone trolls or... Or he doesn't. Uh, Tolkien doesn't say who that is, but um, but yeah, they do encounter uh, quite a few difficulties uh, trying to cross the mountains. And well, they they, t- they sort of they take they different people attribute to different things. Um, Boromir's convinced that it's Sauron, you know, casting spells and throwing mm-hmm. snow at them, and Gimli sort of more. He attributes it simply to the ill will of Karadras. He sort of he he attributes a certain sort of uh, awareness and and malice to the mountain itself. And but you know nobody says definitively. They kind of just leave it at. And it it could have been Saruman too, because Isengard isn't that Mm -hmm. far away from where they are. Absolutely. So wasn't that what was hinted in the film that they uh, that Saruman was yes was was haunted of controlled by Saruman. Very well. That was, an, that was a an embellishment. They were yes. they're trying to. I mean, they did that a lot. They they really tried mm-hmm. to make magic more explicit, and they also tried to, for the first couple of films, play up Saruman as their villain and leave Sauron sort of as the main villain for the last movie. Yes. Um, and, but there's in the book there's no discussion whatsoever of Saruman being hmm. involved in it. Interesting. Well, it's it's uh, uh, in in a in, in the short span of, of a trilogy where every movie must have uh, at least one yeah. particular villain. I can understand that mm-hmm. they uh, used some. Oh of yeah, the, yeah, They attributed yeah. some and, of the things also, to Saruman. Magic the way magic the way that Tolkien does it doesn't translate very well to the films because it's always. I mean, it's basically people singing songs at each other, yeah. and so it doesn't. <laughs> it's, if you did a, if you did a direct translation, you'd be watching American so, Idol. So yeah, so bad. <laughs> Bad singers do more do more damage, right? If you if you sing like uh, some of these uh, earlier contestants of uh, <laughs> of, the, of what is it, the next pop star or whatever these programs are called, <laughs> even dragons will fly away. I stumbled upon a small uh, settlement by dwarves, and um, I have no idea what these guys are doing here in 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 this area. Might you lend me an ear? Yeah, well, not today, sir. I'm a little bit too busy. Um, but they these these dwarfs hang out not far from uh, oh, this one elf that is standing here is talking about Goblin Town, which is an area uh, in the north east of the Misty Mountains that is infested by by goblins and uh, I think again that 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 place is way too dangerous for me to go. Um, but I do want to try to get as far as I can, even though you can you can tell from the wind that the weather is is definitely uh, getting worse here. So let me just ride my horse in the direction of Goblin Town, and we might actually even be able to reach it. Even though uh, being on a horse and surrounded by wargs, I'm extremely vulnerable, um, and I, I, I could get kicked off my horse uh, any time. So I'm, I'm going downhill again. I can see in the distance uh, uh, on one of these mountains, uh, a, a, again, a, a, a part of a fortress. There are two big dark towers on the right. And I think that Goblin Town is located more to the to my left, which is up north. Um, let me consult my, my map here. 
Yes, I think the Goblin Town is uh, is up up north and to the right. I would uh, I can travel to the Southern High Pass, which is again the the area where we uh, met, where we came across these big giants. So I don't know about you, but we've I think we've already been south. So what do you say we're we're gonna try and and find these goblins? <laughs> sure, sure. Why not? We didn't have too much luck with the giants last time either. Mm, exactly. Uh, I can see a road on the left of that big mountain uh, in front of me that goes all the way up. I wonder where that one is going. I've never been in this part. Um, these mountains are huge. And, and they are heavily eroded by wind. Um, and this mountain here on the left even looks like uh, it's kind of a winter version of the Rocky Mountains. You know, in the Rocky Mountains, you have these structures. Some some of these uh, uh, stone formations have been heavily eroded, so that uh, you get these these gaping holes in the middle of a of a stone. Oh boy, that's another warg. I shouldn't do sound seeing with all these wargs around here. <laughs> but I'm I'm walking up this path. Oh. Trying to escape from the warg that is uh, pursuing me, and and this is not not like the wargs that I uh, defeated earlier on. These wargs are much much stronger, much more dangerous, and um, they actually already damaged part of my uh, uh, armor. So if I am not careful, they could uh, they could easily uh, gnaw through part of my leather armor and kill me. Huh, I'm now on uh, uh, kind of halfway on, on this, this mountain and I'm looking down and below I can see a stone bridge and some more stone constructions that could very well be part of Goblin Town. So I wonder what's, what's up here. Uh, I'm just surprised that there's this mountain pass and I have no idea where this is going. I'm very high up in the mountains. I'm, I've never, again, I've never been here. And I'm so glad that we have daylight now, so we can actually tell what's ahead of us. Last time I I, uh, I rode my horse here, I kept bumping into uh, into the the walls of the mountain because I, it was so dark that I was I, I thought it was I was looking at uh, at the sky, and it was actually a big rocky <laughs> part of the hill, a part of the mountain. <laughs> I'm going up and up and up. Fortunately, it's. It's not very windy up here. Um, interesting. The stone formations are much darker in color. Uh, there are only a few pine trees here. And I wonder where this will go. If I will just get stuck. Now here is a narrow passageway. This I'm still on a path. <gasps> Although I think I was because uh, I think I am stuck. Or wait, does it continue here? Oh yeah. On my left is a is a is a, a big abyss. Where am I right now? I should be, according to my map, I should be in the middle of Goblin Town. Oh, and there it is. There it is. Wait, hold on. I'm, I'm, I'm stuck in a tree here. <laughs> Let me look down here. 
Do you see those constructions over there in the distance down below? I can see some fires there. Um, that must definitely be Goblin Town. And uh, I think that the only way for me to reach that is to tr to jump down this ledge. <laughs> there, otherwise, there's just no way to go. So I actually might might break an ankle, but it's the only it's the only thing I can do. So here we go. Let's try not to break anything. Ah. Yo! Ouch! Dude, that hurt. <laughs> I think that. I I hope I just strained my ankle. Um, huge fires here. Um, so the goblins. <gasps> Wait a minute. These. Oh wow. These tents of the goblins were actually uh, on fire. So I don't know what happened here. Perhaps the goblins themselves got attacked by uh, by uh, by other warriors. Um, the place is deserted. I can see some dead bodies, and uh, this is perhaps just very good for me because I, I'm not sure if I could walk around here uh, if all the goblins were still alive. This place is called Gashru. Oh, oh there we go. There is just one remaining goblin and he is mad. <laughs> I think he blames me for what happens what happened to his friends. Dude, it wasn't me. I didn't set your tent on fire. Believe me. Oh well. Since you won't believe me, I'll just shoot you <laughs> with my bow and arrow. There you go. Never so Father, yes. I think I see the difference between uh, Goblin Town and, for example, Dwarf Settlement. Um, well, the Goblins... in architecture? Oh, yes, the Dwarves have uh, very uh, strong fortress-like structures. They always built with stone, whereas the Goblins are, are not as strong, not as rugged as the Dwarves, and so they, they build with uh, basically wood and ropes. And so uh, most of their their settlements are uh, and, and they, they use uh, hides, animal hides, to build their tents. Um, so it's very, oh, it looks improvised and, and definitely uh, uh, you can tell that if the dwarves settle somewhere, they just build a big fortress in there. Uh, they they stay at least for a century or something. Usually because there's uh, gold or diamonds <laughs> in, hidden in the in the in the mines that they dig. Uh, whereas these. Uh, I think these goblins and these orcs live mostly by uh, by shooting animals and then perhaps also uh, attacking uh, lone rangers like me. <laughs> but I think we're safe here, and so this would be a good place to uh, to end our episode of today. Um, so I think that, uh, but I might be mistaken, but I think we're we're kind of stuck here in the misty mountains, and the only way to explore more of Middle Earth would be to go back to Rivendell, wouldn't you think? That would seem... Unless you want to go to Angmar or... Well, it seems like, like a safe choice. Yes, yes. Uh, let's not go there right now. We might. We, we will definitely go and explore Angmar later on. But actually, I think that in order to get to Angmar, um, I would have to take a different, uh, a different road. Uh, from here, from the Misty right. Mountains, there's only one exit, unless you go really into the mines, because you, let's not forget that underneath these mountains, you've got these deep mines of Moria, and uh, uh, that is a whole different area that, that I, I absolutely want to explore, but 
I think right, in order Kaza to do Doom. Kaza yeah, Doom, yeah, definitely the Balrog. We we need to pay him a visit. But um, <laughs> seeing that I'm almost got myself killed by these wargs, I might want to train myself a little bit before we go there. <laughs> Unless we well, all we need team to get the up. the rest of us up to speed so we can help you. Absolutely. That would be great if we could mm-hmm. all battle our way through uh, the mines of Moria one day. But uh, That would for make now, an entertaining show. That would, I think that would be definitely very entertaining. And I personally can't <laughs> wait to explore the mines of Moria because we've seen glimpses of that in the movie. But um, yeah, I want to see it with my own eyes. And who knows what will await us. And, and I think there is a, a very fascinating uh, history of the dwarves also to be told uh, when it comes to the, the mines of Moria. And there's another warg. I can hear his breathing. So I'm going to get out of here. So <laughs> in the meantime, while I'm running away from these wargs, let me uh, thank uh, Dave, Laura and Inge for joining me today in Middle Earth. And thank you, the listener, for uh, accompanying us uh, in these perilous areas. And if you want to check out previous episodes, if you've just discovered this uh, this show, I can encourage you to go over to um, sqpn.com. <gasps> That's the website of the StarQuest Production Network. And just do a search for The Secrets of Middle-Earth. Um, that's also where very soon we will be uh, 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 having a blog so we can answer your questions and we can uh, communicate with you uh, even beyond email. So hopefully uh, we will find you there on SQPN. You can also, of course, find us in iTunes. That's also where you can easily subscribe to our content. And ooh, look at that. I'm in the middle of a herd of, uh, of elephants. Or, or what's the... What's the oh, it's Oli, Oli fonts, right? They look like mammoths, uh, almost. Amazing. This would be the the woolly olifants. Oh, yeah, they must be the woolly ones. This one looks... (laughs) The woolly fonts. The woolly woolly fonts, yeah, right. (laughs) But they seem to be... uh, but. Benign. Uh, I was about to say benign, but what was that? <laughs> I think that was one of the uh, woolly woolly funds that think thinks that I'm getting a little bit too close. Anyway, <laughs> so hope to see you soon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Don't worry, I'm I'm out of here, dude. Um, just leave me alone. He <laughs> <laughs> doesn't really like you, I think. Oh, uh, there's just the reindeers here that seem to be benign in this uh, in this part of Middle Earth. So who knows where we will end up next time in uh, in Middle Earth? There's only one way for you to find out, and that is to stay subscribed to this series and uh, and 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 join us next time somewhere in Middle Earth. Until then, take care and God bless. I regret to announce this is the end. I'm going now. I bid you all a very fond farewell. Goodbye. SQPN, leading the way in Catholic new media.